Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. Our compulsory third-party team is passionate about all things CTP. They have extensive knowledge of the complexities of CTP cases and have seen everything from a heated liability dispute, an alternative blameless accident allegation, a nuanced causation issue, and an economic loss claim with family trusts and an offshore bank account, and even a claim for replacement care for the family budgie. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Welcome back to the Proper Lookout podcast. I'm Laura D'Alessandri, and I've dragged Peter Hunt in here today to tell us about his most memorable CTP cakes. Everybody loves a war story. Thanks, Laura. Well, I reckon my most memorable CTP claim arose out of an accident on the north coast in the late 1990s. Unlike most CTP claims, the story starts not on the road, but in the family kitchen. The claimant was a middle-aged woman, and she was having an argument with her daughter, something to do with the daughter's boyfriend. Things got heated, the yelling got louder and louder, harsh words were exchanged. Finally, the daughter decided to leave, but her mum had other ideas. Incredibly, she grabbed a kitchen knife. The daughter screamed and ran from the house, her mother in hot pursuit, still brandishing the knife. Running into the garage, the daughter jumped into the car and started to reverse. So what? She just reversed into her? It's a bit mundane. I was expecting something a bit better. Well, we're not there yet, Laura. Just be patient. The mother jumped out of the way of the reversing vehicle and she's like, don't you drive away, Missy, I'm talking to you. But the daughter ignored her and continued to reverse down the driveway onto the road. The car stopped briefly whilst the daughter changed gears and the mother saw her opportunity. She sprinted down the driveway and planted herself into the vehicle's path and she's like, I'm still talking to you, young lady. But the daughter was having none of it. She revved the motor to scare her mum away, but the mother eggs her on, saying, you're going to have to run me down. Aha, and then the daughter ran her mother down. Is that it? No, we're still not there yet. The daughter revved the motor again and jerked forward. But instead of leaping out of the way, the mother did the incredible. You're not going to believe this, Laura. She placed the knife between her teeth, pirate style, and jumped onto the bonnet. Now she's doing the spread eagle. She's hanging onto the gap between the bonnet and the windscreen, still spitting out vile threats to her daughter between her clenched teeth. And guess what? The daughter just drives off. She hurtles down the road, swinging the steering wheel savagely from side to side, trying to dislodge her barnacle-like forebear onto the road but the mother hangs on like grim death. Now the daughter's alternating between accelerating and braking hard to throw her mother under the front wheels, but still she hangs on. But she hangs on? Oh, I give up. What happens next? Well, she hatches a desperate plan to drive back into the garage, jump out of the car and pull down the garage door, locking her mum in there. Incredibly, despite all this drama, the mother is still yet to be injured. What? So how does she get injured? Well, this is the ironic part. It was only as the daughter drove into the garage slowly that her mother's knee knocked against the side of the garage door. Now she's injured, finally. (laughs) Ironically, all attempts at causing her mother grievous bodily harm had failed. It was only when she was driving carefully into the garage that the rather innocuous injury occurred. All right, Peter. So what happened to the claim? Well, Laura, in the district court, we argued that the daughter didn't owe her mother any duty of care given the very heated circumstances. Alternatively, we argue that any error of judgment was in the heat of the moment and therefore did not amount to negligence. 
the matter ended up settling for a quite nominal sum during the hearing. All right, so here's a question, Peter. How would this same scenario play out under the new Act? Well, any common law claim would proceed on the same basis, although if the daughter didn't owe a duty of care, there's a potential argument that the mother was injured in a no-fault accident. Like a pedestrian, the mother's recklessness only had the capacity to injure herself, so it may not have amounted to tortious fault. All right, but what about statutory benefits? That's a very good question. Given that the injury arose during the driving of a motor vehicle, the mother would be entitled to stat benefits, but her contrib neg would surely have to be more than 61%. As such, by virtue of Section 3.11 and 3.28, the mother's stat benefits will be cut off after 26 weeks. If somehow the mother's contrib neg was below 61%, her stat benefits would continue beyond 26 weeks, but her weekly payments would be reduced for her contrib neg. So there you have it, Laura. The case had everything from curse words to a knife attack to a middle-aged lady on the bonnet of a moving vehicle. I hope you enjoyed it. I did, Peter. It ended up being pretty good. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at mccabecurwood.com.au or visit our website to see McCabe Curwood's full team of specialists.